Hello and welcome to another episode of the Respecting Your Elders podcast. I'm recording from Los Angeles, California, and today my guest is Mary Moss. Hi, how are you? I'm just fine. Uh, where are you how right are now? You? Where do you live? Fine, thanks. I live in Glendale. It used to be La Crescilla. Oh, okay, Glendale. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, where did you uh, grow up? Where did I what? Where are you from uh, originally? Where did you grow up? Well, I was born in Michigan, but we moved to Texas, and I lived in Houston my growing up years. Houston, Texas. Okay. Um, how long did you live in Michigan? About, I was, I think I was five when we moved to Texas. Okay. Do you have any memories of Michigan? No. Okay. And then... I remember, the only thing I remember about Michigan is uh, the snow and my uh, dad pulling me on the sled. Oh. Well, that's a nice that's memory. <laughs> um, did you miss the so snow? I- did you miss the snow when you... Or were you happy to... For warmer weather, to care. I I guess I enjoyed it enough when I was there, but we moved to Texas and we didn't get snow in Texas. Okay, where I live. Okay, and um, in in Texas, did you live? Did you live uh, downtown, or did you live uh, on a ranch, or we lived in. Houston, Texas, with my aunt and her husband and daughter. Okay. Um, was that a house or an apartment building? Yeah. Um, and it, he was the principal of the junior high school across the street. Okay. Um, and and how, did you have any siblings? I think you said, but... I had one sister and then... Well, I had two sisters, but one passed away when she was... Before we left Michigan. Okay, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, and what was it like growing up in Houston? Um, did you uh, did you walk to school? Yes, I I walked to school. Uh, and I loved school. I liked school very much, and I had really nice teachers and. I can remember most of their names, and we had library, a branch library, right next to the school that was across the street. So I spent a lot of time as I got a little older and could read in the library. Oh, that's nice. Um, is there one teacher in particular that stands out to you as a favorite? Well, yes, Mrs. Morrison. And um, uh, and she, she was from Buffalo, Texas, but she was my fifth grade teacher, and everybody loved her. Oh, um, was there a particular subject that you um, liked the most? <laughs> I would say reading, but I like you know books and English literature. Nice. And um, does anything else stand out? Uh, to you, uh, like for example, um, what would you do during the summers in Houston? Well, 
we didn't have a lot of variety, you know. There was plenty to do, but in the summer we didn't have school. And I can remember when Franklin Roosevelt came down to uh, open the Sanderson Monument, we walked down about six blocks from where we lived to see his motorcade. And what was that like? It was exciting for me because we heard about Franklin Roosevelt on the radio. We didn't have TV at that time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, did you listen to anything else on the radio? We listened to the radio when we weren't, you know, going to school. or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was a, We didn't have any TV at that time. Um, In fact, we just until I was uh, grown. Did they have any any uh, shows for children on the radio that you could listen to? Yes, they had, uh, if I can think of them. Well, they had Amos and Andy. Mm-hmm. And that's a long time ago. My memory is not that good. Well, that's but, good. That's one. Uh, anyway, that was our entertainment. The radio when we weren't outside roller skating or doing stuff like that. Oh, roller skating. That sounds fun. Um, yep. We, that's, we had this skate that had the key in your lock. You know, you turn the key to tighten them or loosen them because... They didn't have rollerblades at that time. Oh, wow. I, I don't think I've ever seen that. That's very interesting. Um, so I'm guessing you lived more in the suburbs. You didn't live on on a farm or anything. Well, we lived in, well, I don't know if it was considered suburbs. It was the east end of Texas. And we, when I was growing up, I, I mean, getting grown. I worked at Madding's Drugstore as a soda jerk. I was about 15, 16. Okay. Now, um, forgive my ignorance, but a soda jerk, um, what would you do? Would you work behind the counter, or how would you uh, serve up the soda? No, but we had stools that the customers sat on, and we made I was behind the counter, and we made whatever they ordered. Okay. And we all soft drinks, you know. Yeah, um, fountain fountain soda. Sodas and and malts and milkshakes. Sounds yummy. <laughs> well, it, you didn't even want to see ice cream after you got off work. You got sick of looking at it. I bet. I bet. Um. I, it, at least when you're young, you can sort of eat whatever you want, right? Yeah. Well, whatever was on the table, we we cleaned up our plate because it was a hard time. It was during the Depression. Oh, wow. Um, I guess, and I'm guessing a job was hard to come by back then, right then. It was. And uh, we 
you know, in our young days, like 12, we were we always went to church, and we got involved with the youth groups and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We are, so somebody would pick us up, and my mother said, we have to be on time. We don't want to keep anybody waiting. So that's still kind of the way I am. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to be. Somebody's going to pick me up. I don't want them to have to wait. That's a that's a good uh, way to be. That's the same way I try to be as well. Um, um, is there anything else that stands out to you about the depression that maybe? Um, well, I didn't. You know, I didn't realize that it was a depression in the sense I my mother. <laughs> I had read a lot of books about poor, and I didn't like to be thought of as poor. And my mother said. We're poor. I said, let's be middle class, because I've read a lot of books about middle class. And she said, honey, we're poor. We're not middle class. Mm-hmm. We're just poor. And, but we always had plenty to eat, and it was always good. And we didn't know, uh, other than the books I've read and radio shows, we didn't they didn't talk about that so much or it was something we didn't listen to as kids. So anyway, I I had a happy growing up life. Went into nurses training because of the World, World, World War II. Mm-hmm. They needed nurses really bad and so I went into nurses' training at the Catholic hospital. I was raised Methodist, but of course, uh, I became Catholic after being in the hospital. Not that they made me, I just wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, I worked as as uh, a student. When, when I was through with my training, I didn't have to go into, I would have had to go into the service because we were affiliated with the war, but it was over the year I graduated. So I went to visit one of my girlfriends who lived in Louisiana, and she was also a nurse. And when I was there, I met her brother. And... And the rest is history, so to speak. We got we got acquainted, and he came over to see me. And anyway, we eventually got married. We had four boys and two girls, and they were all born in Louisiana in different places, but most of them in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Then he was transferred, not transferred, the company he worked for, uh, he was interviewed, it was called Regis, and it was, uh, he was interviewed by somebody from Florida that worked at Cape Canaveral, and they said, how much would you expect as a salary? Well, he was making 400 a month, and... He said, 
old forces gate. <laughs> and the man said, we don't even hire people in that row. So we moved to Florida, and my first girl was born. And we had every, the women at that time weren't working out of the home. I won't say they weren't working because we certainly did. Everybody had kids. And I did private duty for a little while, uh, a little bit, and until my husband was able to uh, work enough hours to where we didn't, I didn't have to work as much, and I stayed home and took care of the kids. And then from the Cape, we moved. We were asked to transfer to uh, California because they were closing a lot of the Cape functions. They they still function, but they transferred a lot of people to California, and we moved out here in '69. And. He continued to work for Jet Propulsion Laboratory, and I worked at the hospital as a pediatric nurse, taking care of the babies and newborns, and so that's really about, oh, well, he, he, we moved into this house in 73, and we've been, I've been here ever since. My husband passed away with cancer in, in 70. I'm sorry to and hear that. I've been well and working and active um, in the hospital till I retired at 64. And when they started going on computers, doing everything on computers and charting and all of that, I said, it's time for me to retire, and I'm glad I did. I joined the YWCA, which is not far from my house, and have enjoyed going there until, of course, they closed to this virus thing and met a lot of good friends and we had a lot of social activity through people that we knew there. And so I've had a busy, interesting life. And You sure have. I still like to... Um, Everything's closed because of the virus, but uh, I still get out and walk up and down the driveway for exercise and put on a record and listen to music that I grew up with. What records? And what records are you listening to? All the ones in the 40s and 50s. Nat King Cole and a lot of the diamond... Uh, Diamond. I can't think of his first name. Neil Neil Diamond. Yes, I like those that music a lot. That's great. And, 
Both on my can't keep my feet still, so I just kind of dance to myself, and it gives me exercise because walking up and down the driveway is kind of boring. But I need to do it just to keep active. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. I have a dog who is my hearing. I'm a little hard of hearing, and but she hears everything. If somebody comes to the door and rings the doorbell, I know it immediately because she barks. And so she's, she's a lot of company for, for me. My grandson lives in my guest house, and it's worked out really well because he I'm too old to drive, and he can drive and run errands and fix things for me, and it has worked out really fine for me. Now, I don't know how he feels about it, but... I'm sure anyway. he loves it. I'm sure he loves it. He's a great guy. We do improv comedy together every Monday night. Yeah. Well, he is a great guy, and I'm, I'm glad we have each other. That's wonderful. Are you able to stay in touch with your any of your friends from the YWCA during all of this? Well, I own the phone, but that's it. We're not mm -hmm. supposed to be out and about with anybody. We're supposed to be by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I haven't really seen anybody. Neither I, have we, not in person at least. Maybe a, the occasional neighbor from a distance. We just see each other on the, uh, talk to each other on the phone. But not anybody, uh, nobody that I know personally has the virus, but, and hopefully that will be the case, but. I hope so. You live, now you lived all over, um, uh, can you tell me, can you tell me about Mardi Gras? Yes, I love Mardi Gras, and it was, it was always cold, always cold in Mardi Gras. Really? Like, oh, yes. The first time I went to Mardi Gras, I was just turned 18. And my neighbor that lived next door to us in Houston, uh, she said that she thought that would be good for me to go. And she had a, a, a young man that was a friend of hers that took me. Well, we never drank at my house. The only liquor or anything that was in the house was when Mama and made fruitcake, and she would use a little brandy on the fruitcake. So he took me into Pat O'Brien's, which is a favorite place in New Orleans, and we had uh, what they called a hurricane, and it was a glass about, oh, eight inches tall, and it tasted really good, and I didn't know what it was, but anyway, tasted good, and then I drank it, and when I came out, if it hadn't been freezing cold, I would have fallen flat on my face, mm. I had never, I never had drank before, <laughs> and so it was a funny thing to talk about, but it wasn't funny for that time. Right, no, um, 
Yeah, I'm glad you had friends with you, though. Um, and then did Mardi Gras get better from there? Oh, yeah. Well, we we moved out here. Uh, we moved to California. Uh, we moved to Florida. And then we moved out here in 1969. So we've been in California for the rest. I've been in California ever since. Mm-hmm. And in, since 19. 19- Seventy-three. Now, um, to backtrack a little bit, um, you mentioned World War Two. Um, do you remember um, where, sort of, how how it felt, or when you first found out that? Well, I was in nurses' training when it started because they were so short of nurses. They were letting us have almost free tuition and uniforms and everything just to get nurses. But fortunately, the war ended the year I graduated, so I didn't have to go overseas or serve in the war. Mm -hmm. Do you remember finding out about Pearl Harbor? I'm sorry? Do you remember finding out about Pearl Harbor? Pearl Harbor? Yes. But like I say, they kept, we worked eight-hour shift and went to school the rest of the time. And so I didn't have much time to learn about Pearl Harbor or anything. I just knew that there was a war on. Mm. And, and, you know, like I say, when you work eight hours a day and go to school four or five hours, you don't have much time to think about the war or listen to. We certainly didn't listen to it. Mm-hmm. But, but and, we were prepared to go if they needed us. Mm-hmm. And um, what uh, what did your father do for a living? My father was a postman, but he and my mom separated after the death of his oldest child. So we moved down to Texas and and lived with my aunt until my mom could afford to buy a place or rent a house for us to live in. I see. Um, And then um, tell me about your husband. My husband was a mathematician, and he loved to work in the yard. When he he, um, wasn't at work, He'd come home and put on his dirty old coveralls and go out and dig up. I told him he liked to dig rocks, and this was aptly named Rock or Center. We called it Rock or Center. (laughs) There were so many rocks in the area. And he would dig up rocks, and he loved working outside once he got home. And then uh, when he got sick with cancer, he still kept on working because he said he was the, he was in charge of the clean rooms at JPL. And he, he used to laugh and say he was head janitor. Well, but, but, but you, you had a mathematician. He was a mathematician and you loved reading. So between the two of you, I guess your children had a balanced education. I think so. And and it's not my subject. 
when it would it when it got past long division and that type thing, he said, "Oh, you just didn't have the right teacher." But and maybe I didn't, but it just it didn't sink in. I understand. My fiance is an accountant, so I understand how you feel. <laughs> well, I hope her job stays good, and and neither one of you get the virus. Thank you. Me too. We're washing our hands and staying inside, so. That's about all you can do. And avoiding our overly friendly neighbor. <laughs> Well, it, it's nice to be able to talk on the phone, and I don't see well, so I um, can't do the computer anymore. Mm-hmm. Just, I listen to books on tape. Oh, great. And right now I'm listening to one about Michelle Obama. Oh, nice. Very- anything, uh, anything interesting so far? Well, I learned a lot about her childhood, which I didn't know, and, you know, things that you didn't learn when she was the wife of the president. Yeah, so is I, she, was she, I forget, was she from Chicago, uh, Chicago or New York? She lived in Chicago, and of course, that's when uh, they still weren't being very friendly to black, the mm-hmm. story, but her parents, you know, infused the idea that she could be anything she wanted to, if you know she didn't have to take um, hang out with people that were not interested in learning and all of that. So it, it's been interesting so far. I have only gotten through one tape. Well, she sure she sure took that advice and ran with it. Is she what? She sure took that advice and ran with it, becoming a lawyer and first lady. Yes. And I think her, her mom and dad infused that in her. You know, they told her she could be anything she wanted to just a matter of trying and learning, and and she proved them right. That's great. Um, now, did you and your husband ever go on vacation? Yes, we usually went back to um, Louisiana because that's where most of his family lives. But we also went up to the San Francisco area. We had friends in that area. And uh, we went, oh, you know, we went over to uh, the, I don't think we ever went in any state parks that I remember, but uh, we had a good time. We traveled to Bishop and a few places like that, and we went to San Francisco several times because of our friends that live there. Nice. Well, what kind of car did you have? What kind of car? Mm-hmm. Well, we had a. Our first car was a, a. My, my mom's first car was a Bel Air Chevrolet. 
and she just finished. She retired and she bought the car and she knew how to drive, but she hadn't driven in a long time because we always rode the bus. So anyway, she was kind of weaving on the highway and the policeman stopped her and made her walk the line. They thought she was drunk because she was kind of weaving on the freeway. And she got out and she she walked the line and convinced them she hadn't been drinking. And they said, well, lady, when you get tired, there's a lot of rest stops. You just stop and rest. So we all thought that was a joke a long time. Uh, and That's very funny. Well, we thought it was teased her about it. And then, and then uh, what about you and your husband? What kind of car did you guys have? Oh, we had, let's see, what did we have? We also had a Chevrolet, and he had a pickup truck, and I can't even remember. Well, <laughs> um, did you ever go to the beach? Not too often. Uh, I'm not a beach person particularly, and a few times we did go, I'd get, you know, the waves would knock me down because I'm not very tall or big, and so I'd wade, you know, when the surf came in and that, but we didn't go a lot. Um, would, you, would you ever go to sporting events? I'm sorry? Would you ever go um, to, like, a baseball game or a basketball game? No. I, he wasn't into sports that much. He, um, we would watch on TV, mm. but I don't remember ever going to a, a baseball game. Um, did you ever go to any concerts? Concerts? Uh, no. Although he he insisted that all the kids learn to play a musical instrument. Oh wow! Well, he because he played in high in high school. He learned to play. Let's see, what was it? Uh, it was a brass instrument, and I can't think of the name of it. But anyway, he made sure they all had lessons. In, of some kind and of course I was already grown but I never had the time to take music lessons and my mother couldn't probably afford to give them to me even if I had wanted them I always wanted to take tap dance and that kind of thing but uh, I didn't I went to work at 16, and I worked until I was 54. You really love dancing, huh? Oh, I love to dance. Me too. <laughs> I just don't get to go anymore, because, you know, but I, you know, at 93, I figure I can dance hanging on to the rocking chair and put on my own CDs, of, well, they're not old, they're just of the old music. Mm -hmm. And to my heart content. Well, we'll have to, after the virus is over, we'll have to have a dance party at your house. 
I'm sorry. We have to have a dance party at your house when the virus is over. <laughs> yes, we will. And it sounds like you had a little uh, partridge family on your hands. I have a lovely big patio and a big backyard. I guess Kevin probably told you that. Perfect. My lot is about 100 by 300 feet deep. So I have, even just walking up and down the driveway with my walker, I get plenty of exercise. Let's have a party. Yes, sounds like fun. Um, you have, have to talk to Kevin. He's the cook. Okay, I'll talk to him. Have him grill up some steaks. Yes, that sounds good. Perfect. All right. Um, uh, can you tell me more about your children? How, did you have four boys and one girl? Yes. Well, two of the boys uh, have passed away, and uh, my. Daughter lives up in Portland, Oregon, and she, uh, is married and has two sons and have a daughter living in Austin, Texas, and she has three or four children, I think, I've forgotten now, four, I believe. And then, like I say, two of the sons have passed away. One son is in Saudi Arabia as a, in, teaching English as a second language. Wow. And my other son was in Ecuador until recently, and now he's back here and uh, with his friend, uh, well, girlfriend, I guess. And they live in Downey and... So that's the that's total. Wow, you have family all over the world. Yeah, so kind of too far away, the one I got. To, I just heard from the one in, in Saudi Arabia, and they got a new contract, but he said the virus is keeping everybody home. So mm. he, he, he's at home there, but he has advantage of a pool, and he loves to fool around with plants, so... Anyway, he's on a vacation that he didn't plan. Otherwise, he travels a lot. I mean, when he has the time. And quite a time difference there, huh? Yes. When he calls me, it, I think it's about 11 hours different. Wow. Um, have you ever been out of the country? I'm sorry? Have you ever traveled out of the country? I've traveled quite a bit, but, you know, I've been on cruises, and we went to Hawaii. In fact, my mom went with us to Hawaii, and I've been to, not Scotland, I've been to Ireland. I've been to Ecuador, and I've been to, well, I've been a lot of places. Wow. Mexico. So I traveled quite a bit until I got to where I couldn't see that well to really enjoy it. And so the only place I haven't been that I really wanted to go 
uh, was uh, Scotland. Mm. And I haven't been there, but and I probably won't because, as I say, my vision is limited, so I'm a little limited in what I can do. Mm-hmm. I think about it, and like I say, I've been lucky. To, I've been to New Zealand. Wow. I've, I've been a lot of places, mm-hmm. but with, with my age and the virus and my eye, no more. Well, maybe, uh, maybe you can listen to some uh, audio of Scotland, like a virtual experience. Yeah. Maybe I could get a, a book on tape about but with the library's closed, you can't get much of anything. But I, I think Michelle Obama's book is going to keep me busy for a while. Well, that's good. Um, and you'd have to make sure your Scottish narrator didn't have too thick of an accent. No, that's true. Or I'd have trouble hearing it or deciphering it. I think we all would. I would. Um, I would love to go to Ireland. I've never been there. Um, when the the nuns used to all rave about it, you know, and of course that's how I got interested. Mm. And so my son that is living here now and used to live in Ecuador treated us to a trip to Ireland, and we had a great time. Amazing. Um, I actually uh, went to Scotland a couple years ago because my niece was in a dance competition. Oh. Irish dancing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Irish dancing or It was Scottish. Irish it was Irish dancing in Scotland. Oh. Don't well, ask me was... why. It was yeah, in, well, in Glasgow. Anyway, I had friends that I met on the ship say the best time to go to Scotland is in August. Mm. That's everything exciting takes place. So I haven't been there, and I probably won't ever get there. But like I say, I'm looking forward. I'll have to ask Kevin to get a tape or CD on on Scotland. That would be wonderful. Um, St. Andrew's Golf Course, and they have a... A festival of some sorts? Oh, I'm sure they do. But uh, they have a lot of activities. And I had a friend that was from Scotland that uh, I don't see her much anymore. She's not well, but I guess she's still alive. Having <laughs> not heard from her in a few Well, you've, you've been to Mardi Gras more than most people, so... I have. Since I lived there, that was, you know, cheap entertainment. Uh, right, I'm sure. If you <laughs> stay warm enough. When when we were living in New Orleans, they were all practically babies. Mm. So going to the beach or sitting watching the Ferris wheel or Something like that was about the most entertainment we had. That makes sense. We were babies. 
They were no. all, all were born in, in uh, Louisiana, except my daughter. Okay. And, um, so. what, was, what was your favorite place you traveled to? I, New Zealand was so different. I enjoyed that. And the people, uh, the people that, and I knew that the people that we visited through my son who had also traveled and met their son while he was over there. So we visited there and on the North Island and that's the warm part. And the South Island is where it gets so cold. It seems like it ought to be the other way around, but that's the way it is. And so then they, the two sisters came over to visit us and we enjoyed their visit. They said, we'd like to go to New York. And I said, do you know how long a trip that would be from here? On the air, even on the airplane, it would take you probably six hours. I, I'm just guessing because I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. And they said, six hours? And they decided, no, they guess they didn't need to go to New York if it was that far. No, yeah. San Francisco is similar. Yes, I've been to San Francisco several times. And I, it's a fun place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there. Is there good dancing up there? Ever what? Is there good dancing up in San Francisco? Dancing? Yeah. Well, there might have been, and our San Francisco, the friends we visited skied up in Tahoe. Okay. So. Did you ski? No, I don't ski. Roller skating was about all I learned to do. Um, would you go to those dis- to those roller rinks that they would have? I did. In- I did go to the roller rinks. With shoes, you know, the shoe roller ring, not the, not the ice skates like my husband mm. liked to. That's so fun. Um, can you, can you tell me about the first time you met your husband? The first time I met him? Yeah. I was visiting his sister in Lake Charles, and he was home from... LSU just just happened to be there. He went to LSU, and so we met, and we uh, kept. I kept going over there to visit and seeing him, and we finally decided to get married, and that that's our story. What was uh, what was dating like back then? Did the two of you go out for coffee or? Yeah. I didn't drink coffee at that <laughs> at that time. Uh, yeah, you'd go out. You had if you had friends there, which he had a few friends there, and uh, we'd go out in but groups. In groups. In groups. Yeah, we didn't have to stay home because of the virus, and and just. Enjoyed a good time. Go go down to the lake and 
like a, the beach, which is the beach that it's not very good anymore to swim in because they got refineries all around and Lake Charles, and so it's probably pretty polluted. But when we were there, we didn't. It wasn't. We didn't know about it, or didn't know about pollution at that time. Anyway, we just had a good time. How was your wedding? My wedding was uh, a lovely affair. My cousin and her friend sang. We got married in the Catholic Church, and uh, we had a reception. Well, his parents came over because they lived in Lake Charles and my family lived in Houston. So it's about a three-hour drive and they came over for the wedding and like I say, my cousin and her friend played and sang and they both had musical talent. So, and I was a all dressed up bride and white, and we got married in January, and it was cold, so we had pink velvet gowns and white muffs and and pink brims that his sister made for us, and it was very nice, and we had a, re a little reception, and then we were on our way back to Lake well, not Lake Charles at that time. It was Lafayette because he was still going to school. He transferred over to what used to be Southern Louisiana Institute, but now it's the University of Southern California. Not Southern California, Southern Louisiana. And so, anyway, we lived in what they call Vent Village because all the young couples there were usually people who had been in the service or were going to school to get their degree or something. So it was a very interesting time. Any dancing at the wedding? Uh, no. There was no dancing because it wasn't, there was no place that we went to dance and, and our house certainly wasn't big enough. But we mostly, we were anxious to get back because he only had so many days off from school mm. and so we practically as soon as the lunch was over and we got in the car and drove back to Lafayette. Okay and now what's your favorite food? Oh I like just about everything, but I mean, I'm not a picky eater, and you could you could tell that by the weight I've gained since we can't go outside. I never turned out a sweet. But my favorite food, I guess, would be steak and rice and gravy. That sounds good. You ought to have Kevin whip that up for you. Well, he, I, what I do is I order it 
from QVC. That's my favorite place to stop because I don't get to the grocery store very often, especially not now. Not that we have the virus and have to stay home. So I order meat and prepared stuff and put it in a freezer until such time as Kevin wants to cook it or we order out. We go out. I love I love McDonald's, egg McMuffin, but we can get that because it's a take you know drive by. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin has his favorite. So anyway, but we he he usually eats here. Uh, not not at my house. He cooks it and brings it to me if I want it. And otherwise, I can still make a sandwich. I can see well enough to do that and do a little, I can, if I know how many minutes, I can't read it, but if I know how many minutes to cook something, I can do that. What's the story on that doll behind you? That doll? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to collect dolls. Really? When that was, it, it was, oh, I would say, 20, 30 years ago, and I have dolls for a doll for every season, and this happens to be my spring doll, and I change them with the season, and I have a, a lot of dolls. I'm ashamed almost to tell you how many I have. No. Anyway, don't be I ashamed. Have, how many do you have? I don't really know the number, I but I have... They're all in, I would say I have at least 50. Wow. And Impressive. Little ones and big ones, and they're not dolls that kids can play with because they're porcelain. Mm. And if, you know, they would break if the kids. I have a couple of teddy bears and stuff that I get out with when the grandchildren from the little ones, you know. Well, I think that's really nice. that you have those dolls and you change them for the season. I do. I enjoy it. It's just a hobby that I had, and I was very into it at that time. I think that's great. Um, Okay, do you have a favorite color? Blue. Favorite movie? Oh, well, I can't watch movies anymore. I mean, I don't go to movies, but I would say Over the Rainbow, Judy Garland. Oh, yeah. The Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Is that your favorite song, too, or? I like her and her movie that she did. Judy Garland, you said? Julia. Julia Andrews. Julie Andrews, that, the, the Sound of Music and Mary Poppins. Yeah. Is she your favorite? Mary Poppins. She your favorite singer? Well, I don't know favorite singers anymore. The the new music in my there's very few songs in the newer, like in the last three or four years that mm-hmm. gotten to know or like. Because I, I, I like the older stuff, and I don't know the new singers, and 
other than, I mean, you said I'm, who? But, and I, you know, I know keep up, keep up a little some of the stars that were popular. You said, and, uh, you said Nat King Cole and Neil Diamond? Yeah. Trying to think of there Anything else stand out to you about the life you've lived or anything, uh, any historical events like, I don't know, maybe when the Olympics came to Los Angeles in the 80s? Well, in the 80s, or maybe the 60s when the Vietnam War uh, was happening? I. Since my husband didn't go to much, but I mean, I watch him on TV, the Olympics and things like that. Mm hmm. Is there anything I should be asking you about that I haven't? Oh, I don't know. Of anything, I don't have. I didn't have a very. Uh, well, it was interesting to me, but I doubt it would be interesting to most people. No, I think it's very interesting. But I, like I say, it's fun. I've lived in Texas and California and Florida, from one place to the other, and I moved from Michigan, so I'm. I always laugh and say I'm a transplanted Yankee. Right, and Louisiana, you're a Midwestern, Southern Californian. Yeah. And I've been very blessed with good health, and I'm happy about that. That's wonderful, and um, just can't thank you enough for being a guest on this podcast, on this show. I really appreciate it, and it was really nice to get to know you. It was nice getting to know you also, and stay well, and escape the virus. You too. Thank you so much, and then we'll have to have that dance party when it's all over. I hope so. Thank take, you much. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.